Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. I am your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter, and I am so excited today to have someone that's a local journalist, and he is Matthew White. He's the morning and midday anchor at WCIA Channel 3 in Champaign, Illinois. Matthew, thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Wendy, I'm so glad that we've been able to stay connected throughout our time and, and finally got a chance to experience a past together and, and talk about things that matter to us both. And and obviously, I think we'll benefit, you know, just being blessed by the things that we'll learn about each other. So that, that's, that's wonderful, wonderful. I've um, admired you for a long time. I've, I've watched, I've probably told you before through messages that I've watched, I grew up watching Channel 3 and listening to Channel 3. And um, you just seem to have a special something, a little, a little special bit of empathy and caring. Not that others don't, but there just seems to be that little extra something that you bring to the table. Um, just wonder if you'd share a little bit about your history, what got you, what sparked your interest in becoming a journalist, and and just a little bit about yourself, if you would. Absolutely, Wendy. I was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and from there. Um, I ended up going to Indiana State University and graduated in 2017. Uh, went to Manchester College, it's now university, but I went there my freshman year and thought I wanted to play baseball there. It didn't work out, and so I finished my college career at Indiana State. Um, and it wasn't until junior to senior year um, that I really kind of got an idea of what I wanted to do job-wise. I always thought radio was actually my niche. I tried to do DJing, um, sports broadcasting, but it always felt like I was still missing a connection or something uh, more powerful um, that I could use my personality for. And I just always had a sincere heart. Uh, Mom always taught me to just be your true self and treat people the way they should you know, be treated. And so growing up in church, that always kept me grounded too. And so... I don't know any other way to be other than, you know, the way God would want and the way that my parents raised. So I just used that in, you know, my opportunities through work, volunteering, mentoring. Um, and so I wouldn't be where I, you know, I am without God, obviously, but also parents, elders, veterans. That's why I always make it a point to thank them and our first responders and people that, you know, have sacrificed because the older you get, the more you realize you're not there without people around you. So, um, you know, I went to Indiana State, jumped right into my career because as soon as I realized it's about who you know um, and you putting yourself out there with your passion, I just told them what I wanted, figured out internships was the route, um, applying aggressively, and then God just took over. And I have been able to go to, um, from Terre Haute, Indiana, I went to Bowling Green, Kentucky, which was by far one of my favorite cities. Just small, um, weather was warm, food was good. I mean, Kentucky just is always a, <laughs> you know, a kind of a wholesome place to be. 
and then from Kentucky went to um, Sioux City, Iowa, um, and then I came here from there. Uh, and Iowa was obviously a, a vastly different place because more industrial, still Midwest, but and you could just tell there was an, a difference in the atmosphere. Uh, and not to say I didn't enjoy my time, but it was definitely a, a different taste. And then coming here has been ultimately the farthest I've been invested in a community as far as just having opportunities to do more, more freedom at work. Um, at my last station in Iowa, I was just anchoring. I wasn't getting a chance to meet people. Not that I wasn't doing that myself, but I just knew there was more I could get into if I really had a chance to just grow into the community. So coming to Champaign, I made a promise that as soon as I got here, you know, I was blessed with this chance to be asked to come here. And I wanted to give my all to it as soon as I got here. So uh, fortunately, I've been able to, to mentor kids, serve in different ways, MC. Um, and it's not opportunities I look for. It's just, you know, moments where you get a chance to connect with people that, you know, you're serving and be more than just, you know, your words on a TV. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people can see uh, when, 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 when you have that ability to communicate, not just through radio, but visually as you can, that people can see your genuine sincerity and your empathy and your concern for the community in which you live. And that just comes through loud and clear. And um, I'm sure people do seek you out for those opportunities. I know that I have seen so many times your Watch Your Community Counts segment. Was that something you brought yourself? Because I think it's just wonderful. I really do. That's another cool part about my journey, Wendy, is that a lot of the moments that I've been able to, to experience since I've moved here have come to me. I haven't had to go out of my way to seek them because God's just literally laid it out before me. But the, the cool part about that question is I got here. They brought me here because there was an opening. They told me it was a step up and they wanted to know what my passion was. And no one's really ever sat down and asked me that in this field you know, as an extension of just being a journalist, they wanted to know what I cared about. And I told mm -hmm. them volunteerism, serving others, because when you grow up in church, that's all you ever did from Sunday school to choirs. I mean, it's all a service to God. And so I try to use my job as a service to him, but also to the people he created. And so um, they told me they wanted me to do a segment based on my passion tell stories every week that matter to me, but also to the community. And the easiest thing that I've ever been able to do is to find a positive story every week, which isn't hard to mm -hmm. find. But the fact mm -hmm. that people, people have come to me and said, here's the story, tell it. And I just, it's that simple. Um, and I've gotten to bring light to people who would otherwise go unseen kids mm -hmm. that would otherwise never get the chance to get that close. Um, mm -hmm. And so I try to use my outlet to serve those people. But Community Council was created together. Well, I think it's just, uh, it, it, it's just, uh, I've seen your, for the, one of the most recent ones I remember was Carol Ammons, Representative Carol Ammons, and talking about um, her experience with, you know, a, shoot, a mother of a shooting victim and, 
you know, I'm a I'm a 71 year old white woman who lives out in the middle of the country. That's not something that affects me personally, but as a human being, as a member of the human race, it does affect me personally. It touches me every time I hear about these things because I'm not I'm 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 just I'm I'm here. I'm you feel powerless sometimes, but it's wonderful. Somebody like you who can be a role model to, you know, all it takes is one person to make a difference in a, in a person's right. life who may have just the most um, unbelievable, empty, sad home life and not have any direction. And, you know, one person can make that difference. And I know you've been involved in the past with big brothers and big sisters I mean, these mentoring opportunities that God puts in, in, in puts in place for you, um, it must really be heartwarming to you to be able to use that. Well, and it's been eye opening to see, you know, what kids are going through in a generation that I didn't obviously come up in, but I'm still young enough to relate to them. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, my eyes were open when I was in um, Sioux City, Iowa. That's where I took on my first little, um, and he just great kid but you could just tell there was um definitely mentality wise immaturity but he was just doing things that you know a a rowdy kid would do i guess but i never tried to judge him i was just told Mm -hmm. be something positive for him and so seeing what kids are dealing with from the pandemic to schools to loss um you know it, it opened my eyes to appreciate that i didn't have to go through that but then i can also do something to either improve or or eliminate um, some of the things that these kids are dealing with. So sitting on TV every day, that's not getting it done. People don't want to just hear you read the stories. They either want to see you be a part of them or, or change them. So that's why I try to every week find somewhere to serve so that I'm not just sitting in my home wasting away. Um, God called me to do more than that. So... Hmm. Well, you've participated in what is it called One Winter's Night, where people go out and sleep in the a cardboard <laughs> yes. box. I mean, talk about being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. That, um, I mean, that's that's got to be a really humbling experience. And because you know, I know there is a serious problem with homelessness in the community too. Well, and that was the other thing. I just to be able to see up close even that the homeless community watches the news. They, they follow us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that until I went and did one winter night and they were all coming up and just saying how happy they were to see somebody they could you know relate to or, or see themselves in and that mm-hmm. I cared enough to be out there with them. And I said, well, God always said, reach out to those who are in the most you know hurt communities, whether that's violent community or whether that's poor. You're supposed to reach them because they need it most. Um, and so I've never looked at the homeless or people who are disabled or any of that nature as a lesser. It's mm-hmm. always just been, I can appreciate when they do achieve something and then what can I do to help? So um, one winter night uh, will definitely be something you never forget because you still got a taste of it, but you didn't really fully live it the way they are because you've got right. to get out of it. And so knowing that appreciate it more. Right. So, yeah, I want you know, when you go and you do it for one night and then you go back in your warm, your warm, cozy bed, then I mean, it gives you a small taste of it, but right. no way what it's like for somebody that has to do it on a continual basis. Absolutely. 
So, Matthew, as to all that you do in the studio, um, you you are a very valuable asset to um, WCIA. I know you do editing, shooting, interviewing, and writing. And is that something that every anchor does? I mean, everybody, uh, I don't know that a lot of people realize that you guys, if you write your own news stories and what you are doing during the day, you have to, you have to get up extremely early, don't you, for the morning show? Yes. Um, we get up about two in the morning to be there about three. Mm-hmm. And then your day isn't done until 12. First show's at five. Long day. It pays off to get off early and have the rest of the day to, you know, serve and do what you want. And then I have the weekends off, so I wouldn't trade the ship. Oh, well, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I I feel like I know you already because I do have coffee with you every morning, although it's just pretty one-sided. You know, it's just me having the coffee. (laughs) But I do. I mean, (laughs) but, um, you know, behind the scenes, what uh, I know we see you on, you know, morning shows at nine o'clock and you you have such great camaraderie with everyone that you work with. I know that you know when you're when you're with Jacob Dickey, you have a great time. When you're with Adam Sharinsky, you have a great time. And I know the, Karina, you have always had great rapport with her. And when she moved to the evening anchor position, that you just seem to fit in with whoever that 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 God has given you that that talent too to be able to work with anyone that comes through. Um, is it always as easy as it seems, or um, is that does Channel Three just have uh, that ability to put people together who who have that kind of camaraderie. We, we've Stacy and I've done CI Living a few times, and and there does seem to be behind even behind the scenes that there are, is just a for the most part a family atmosphere. I mean, I know there's always going to be other pe- people that don't always fit into that, but it seems like the on-air talent really does seem like family. I will tell you that our news director, who just recently moved on to a different journey career-wise, he always instilled a culture of, of family experiences, whether that was a meeting, whether that was just being able to come to him and, and talk about what you're going through. He brought a lot of us there and tried to encourage us to be our best selves and to care about the people we were talking to through a screen. It wasn't just being on TV. That's that celebrity feeling and that glamour and glitz isn't why you do it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the people who do. Um, unfortunately, you can tell the people who care more about how they look versus what they're telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard, Wendy, because if you decide that your personality doesn't mesh with someone you're forced to sit next to every day, that's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in Sioux City, Iowa. I was tested with that. I was anchoring with a gal that just we were never going to get along and you had Mm -hmm. to pretend like you liked that person for the Mm -hmm. sake of TV every morning. Mm -hmm. So that was a challenge, but ultimately you try to just adapt and, and try to be yourself and not, you know, look at somebody else, you know, in a judgmental way, you know, Mm -hmm. be accepting. So that makes it easy. And everybody there that I worked with has had good intentions. So. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, got to be difficult because I know people uh, on social media. There's which is a whole another interesting subject for somebody in your position. Um, that when people announce that they're leaving, and people do, you have people that you know. We have people that I grew up seeing, Mister Roberts, Judy Fraser. People stay in the area yeah. until they're done with their careers, but. 
in this day and age, that's not that common a thing. People move on. You know, we hate to see people go, but how can you hold them back from their careers when people want to move forward or they want to move closer to their families or they want, you know, they have goals and aspirations and it's selfish to not want to see somebody move on and and do well. Um, I don't know if you were there with um, Anthony Antoine when he was there and now he's moved, he moved to, he was in Richmond. Yeah, he was in Richmond, a very personable guy, mm-hmm. very personable. Now he's down in Houston. And, you know, you just very ha- – I'm happy for, the, for anybody to further their career. I mean, it's like Absolutely. losing part of your, you know, part of your routine and somebody that like you that is really resonates with people in their homes. But, you know, uh, that, that's, that revolving door of people has to be really put the – challenge your abilities to get to know somebody. It is one of the downsides to the career. You you go into it knowing that having a family is difficult because you don't know where you're going to live in the next three to five years if it's you know early on in your career. But then, um, to your point, uh, you know the, the more you grow closer to somebody, the more you have to anticipate that at some point you may have to sever ties as far as distance uh, standpoint goes. And so... Uh, but then, like you said, you're also happy for people because at the end of the day, if, if you're you know happy for others' success, then hopefully success will come your way too. So uh, Karina earned it. She deserved it. And we wanted her to take that next step. And anybody else that has any aspiration, go as far as you can in this business because there's not a lot of people that want to get into it. Um, and the people that are in it, uh, you know, they're just doing their best to make the most of it. Um, but it's it's a thankless job, and you know, you, you hopefully you do it for the right reasons because it's, it shouldn't be for the pay, and it definitely shouldn't be to be on TV. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going back to earlier when I was talking about your your long work day, and when you're not on camera, you you do the your your probably your community counts and your other obligations that you put together your other segments and it's it's there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes and i know that you um you guys you guys multitask i mean if uh i've seen jacob dickey read the news you know when people get pressed into service um it and it's i'm sure it's one of those things that you know you uh I don't think he. I, I know knowing Jacob Dickey, he probably would not hesitate to do it because he's probably game for pretty much anything, <laughs> you know. But you guys, uh, you yes. know how to run a camera when you when you put you when you've when you've run a camera, you've run you know done done the things that these other people do. You you've walked in their shoes. You know what right. what happens. So, so when the camera slips down and it's you know uh, taking a picture of of something not you guys, you. he's like, okay, well, I've been there. I know what that's like. Whereas some people would get you and know you, a little bit. Well, you, you appreciate it. I bet. I bet. Well, you, you were named um, on the uh, the 2022 News Gazette 40 Under 40 by one of your fellow Rotarians. Yes. That must have been quite an honor, I would think. It was. I was I was nominated by somebody I had met in a short span of time through the Rotary Club in Champaign. And just for her to see something in me that I didn't realize she saw so soon just spoke volumes to her. You know her, uh, her vouching for me, and then to out of nowhere be selected for that amongst other leaders in the community, and hearing their testimony, you definitely got a appreciation for the community more. Uh, 
but yeah, I just, that came out of left field and I was so grateful for it, but I definitely, it just made me more hungry to, to give back to the same community. Mm. I know that you had been um, a member of the Terre Haute Humane Society. So are animals something that are close to your heart too? Some more God's creatures? It was, Wendy. I, I grew up having rabbits, guinea pigs, but my dad wasn't a fan of having a dog and a cat in the home. And so that was always something I never got to experience. And so I told myself when I got old enough, I would be able to do that and provide that opportunity for myself. And so as soon as I got to Kentucky, I got some pass to get reached. Actually, I got a chance to eat. <laughs> so you do have you do have a, a a dog. Do you have a cat too? So yes, uh, when I was in Kentucky, I was able to get Reese um, for free because a coworker found his mom um, with her litter in his closet, and so he had about seven kittens in his closet, and he said, "I'll I'll just give them away for free." And I took Reese at about seven weeks, and I've had him ever since. That was in twenty night. 18 or 18 one of the two and then peanut i got actually here when i um it would have been december of 2022 just before new year's came um i got him from a rescue in decatur and so peanut and reese i've had for about <laughs> six months now um and they're they're friends now and it, it's just kind of cool to have something to come home to so oh that's so true that is so but yes true. I, love, I love animals well, that's that's wonderful to know. I know that it's uh, not for everybody, but I, I I'm so really excited that you rescued a dog too. That is just one of my big passions in this life. Yes, I sure appreciate that about you. Well, there's so many things about you that I really admire. And um, do you have any other aspirations? I mean, I, I know you probably want to move on in your career, but do you think there's something else for you besides? Broadcasting. I mean, you seem to have the uh, a wonderful God-given talent and a, 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 a almost a ministerial feeling that I get from you. A, a uh, leaning toward that toward that side of life, if that's not too personal. No, I've I've been ample um, elders in my church and people that I've met here and there <laughs> that they could see me being in a pastoral capacity, but. I, I would want to make sure that I'm where I need to be with God first before I tell people how to live. But, mm. um, you know, I, I could see my, I could see myself serving in a church capacity and that, or just with kids, you know, as a youth leader or something to that degree, but, or animals. But otherwise I, my aspiration is to go as far as I can in the business, maybe New York if possible. But my goal is the today show or the morning America, but, if I can't get that far, then as far as I can in the job and then try to find something fun to do once I decide to retire. So. You got God on your side. So, you know, we've taken you this far and given you these opportunities. So I, there's no doubt in my mind that when he opens that door, you'll run right through it. Well, Wendy, when you let him lead, it, it just it's almost funny how you, you think you have a, a say and a control over things. But I've been through enough bad that it's it's so obvious that you have nothing to do with it that, that it's mm -hmm. something that is so powerful you'll never understand and it and it cares enough to keep you going so i've you know surrendered myself to him and it's it's so easy to live life that way 
Well, and I think you will, you know, your effect on uh, Champaign Urbana area will be here no matter where you go and how long, you know, how long you're here, where if you move on, I'm sure you've touched enough lives and, and uh, lit enough fires for people to, um, to make a difference. And I think that's all any of us can hope for to make a difference in, in, if you make a difference in one person's life, but you know, I, I see the potential in you to make a difference in the lives of a lot of people. And, uh, especially in people who have no hope or have no, you know, have no goals or dreams because they don't know that you can dream until somebody tells them, yes, you can. I can see that in you. Well, there's enough mad in the world, Wendy, and I didn't want to contribute to that. So I I told myself if I have a platform this grand, you know, that God gave me that I need to do something good. with it. And there's a, a, a parable in the book of Matthew that talks about the farmer when he gave uh, money to be, you know, replicated in tenfold, and only one of them buried it. My dad always said, "Do not be the one that buried your talents and didn't expand on those. Use them for good, and and when you're blessing others, you'll be blessed." So I just try to live, you know, through that every week. Well, for my part, I think you've done a spectacular job at that, and uh, I just just really admire you, and I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day as busy a man as you are to, uh, to, to do this show. And, um, you know, I'm just in my infancy here getting going and I had Kevin Lighty on and going to have some others on from your neck of the woods. And, uh, I started out with just Amish, <laughs> Amish stories and I'm still, still covering that because I live in the Southern tip of the Amish community, but, um, I have many interests and, um, I love what you're doing and what you're bringing, and I can't wait to see where you're going to end up in this world. I'm very proud to have you on here. Well, I'm, I'm proud to have been able to connect with you, Wendy, and it's always funny how God can use different you know, avenues and, and people to, to help your life progress. And you and I would have never expected this to be our, our future, but um, <laughs> I'm grateful for it, and, and I'm just looking forward to whatever support and, and positivity I can bring you, you know, as an individual. So thank you, Matthew, so much. And if people would like to get a hold of you, Matthew, how could they do that? How could they get in touch with you? I've always tried to tell people, Wendy, I'm not hard to find. They can email me at M as in Matthew, white like the color, at WCIA.com. Um, and if they absolutely need me, my cell I'll put it out there because I trust the community, but it's 317-608-7325. Appreciate that. And I think that'll probably bring us to a close for this segment. And if you've if you've enjoyed Life on the Illinois Prairie, I'd like to ask you to like or subscribe and share this. And I just I want to thank my guest for the day, Matthew White. You have been a real dream. And I I'm I'm so thankful to have gotten to know you a little bit better. Well, I'm glad the TV screens couldn't keep us apart for too long, Wendy. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And come back next week. And please, everyone, please be kind. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, Go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, 
and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.